Well, today we're beginning a new message series, which we've entitled Break Every Chain. And what are these chains that we're going to be talking about? Well, the chains, there could be a lot of types of chains. The chains we're going to be talking about mainly are chains of sin in our lives, chains that keep us from living in the freedom that Christ has made available to us. God wants to break every chain that's holding us back in our lives. Jesus came to set the prisoners free. Luke 4.18, I encourage you to follow along in the white page in the middle of your bulletin. It has the scriptures written out on the back of some study questions that you can use in your own time or some of the life groups are looking over those. Luke 4.18 says, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And so that's what Jesus came to do. Not just in his ministry here on this earth, but uh, in his ministry down to this day. He came to proclaim liberty to the captives, to anybody who was enslaved in sin. Uh, he wants to set people free. The Bible says that all have sinned. And so in one way or another, every person who's ever lived on this planet has been enslaved in chains of sin that kept them in bondage. Acts 10.38 summarizes Jesus' ministry and says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. And so the devil acts in concert with our sin and oppresses people. He enslaves people to do his bidding, to do his will. And Jesus came to bring healing. Jesus came to bring deliverance for people from the enemy's power. That deliverance begins when a person is saved, when they repent of their sin and put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And that deliverance must continue throughout our walk with the Lord. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, this scripture was written to Christians. This scripture was written to believers. And so, this scripture says that even as believers, we may have weights. We may have sins which cling to us. Now, if you're a runner trying to run a race, and you've got some heavy chains wrapped around you, that's going to slow you down. That's going to impede your progress to the goal in the race. It's hard to run that way. And so in this series, Break Every Chain, we're going to learn how to be set free from these chains, these weights, these sins that bog us down, that limit our freedom in Christ. And so who needs to break every chain? I would submit it's each one of us. No matter where we're at in our walk with Christ, we are not yet walking in perfection. We're not yet walking in the maturity of Jesus Christ. Every one of us has chains that are holding us back from the plans that God has for, for us in life. Now, obviously, some chains are bigger and heavier uh, than other chains, but everybody needs to get freer. Jesus said in John 5, 36, the sun, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And God wants us to live in the freedom that Jesus came 
to provide. Now, when we are set free from Jesus or by Jesus, what, what are we supposed to do? Are we set free to do whatever we want to do? No, the Bible tells us that we are set free from being slaves to sin to being slaves to Jesus Christ. So everybody serves somebody. Everybody serves some master. So we don't want to be slaves to sin. We want to be slaves of Jesus Christ. Romans 6.19 says, Just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. And so God wants to set us free from the things that hold us back so that we can serve Jesus Christ and fulfill the destiny that he created us to fulfill. I like to watch a short video about the freedom we have in Christ called We Are Free. So as believers, we've been set free from Jesus by from every chain of sin, and yet we must grab hold of that freedom. As believers, we can walk as prisoners when we've really been set free. God wants us to walk in the freedom that he's provided for us. And so today we're going to talk about learning to trust. Uh, in order to be totally free, we have to trust, put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Not just once, as we did when we became a believer the first time, but each and every day. What does a believer do? A believer doesn't just believe one time and then coast on that. A believer believes. He enters into a state of believing. He enters into a state of trusting each and every day of our lives. We trust what God tells us to do. When he tells us not to do something because it's dangerous and deadly, we trust him. We take him at his word. We trust that he's going to set us increasingly free. Trust is what faith is all about. And faith is the basis of our salvation. Second Peter 1 says, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of God, uh, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so faith is, the Bible says, it's a gift of God. It comes from God to us. And yet, faith is also something we must do. We must believe. And so faith is both a gift that we receive and it's something that we must grab hold of. We, we must express that faith. We must believe in Jesus Christ. We, to believe in Jesus Christ is not just to believe that somebody 2,000 years ago with that name walked this earth. Now, we need to believe that, but that's not really what believing in Jesus really means. Faith is not simply even believing that Jesus died on a cross 2,000 years ago, but that certainly happened and we should believe that. Faith means putting your trust in Jesus Christ, who's alive today. We believe he rose from the dead. We put our entire lives into his hand. We entrust our lives to him. That's what faith is all about. That's what trust is all about. We trust him as our Savior to forgive our sins. We trust him as our Lord as we follow him and obey what he tells us to do. And so at the end of the service, I'll give an opportunity, if you've never prayed before, if you'd like to recommit your life to Jesus Christ, to put your trust in him for the first time 
or to recommit your life to Him. Now, when you're saved, when you put your trust in Jesus Christ, then God gives you everything that you need. 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Now underline that phrase, all things. He has granted to us all things. Do you lack anything, therefore, to live the life that God created you to live? And the answer is no, because he's given us everything we need to carry out his plan and purpose for our lives. And how do we receive what we need? We receive what we need by knowing him, the knowledge of him. Him in this verse is Jesus Christ, the one who called us. We grow in our relationship with him. God in his word has given us promises. That's how he grants us everything we need as we lay hold of promises. And God's promises help us to escape the chains of sin. Second Peter 1.4 says, By which, these all things that he's granted to us, by which, this is the next verse in the passage, he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. And so God's word is filled with great and wonderful promises, hundreds and hundreds of, of promises. And when you claim those promises by faith, when you trust God and take him at his word, then you become more and more like Jesus. You become more and more partakers of the divine nature. At the same time, it says we escape the corruption that is in the world. We escape the chains of sin in the world. And so faith is required to both obtain eternal life and to escape sin and its consequences. Faith is not just something you have to have when you get saved. You certainly have to have faith to get saved. But faith is something that we operate in as believers throughout life. The next verse in 2 Peter 1 commands us to make every effort to build our faith. Verse 5 of 2 Peter 1 says, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith or to add to your faith. And so we build on the foundation of faith that's in our lives as we became believers. We build upon that initial faith. Now, the command says to make every effort. I mean, it's, it's something you have to work at. It doesn't happen automatically. We have to make every effort to build upon our faith, doing whatever it takes, making it a priority in our lives. We don't live as half-hearted Christians. We live as 100% committed Christians. Now, unfortunately, some people... Think of faith as, as a one-time commitment. And yes, we do make a commitment at some point in our lives to become believers. And yet the Bible teaches that every true believer builds on that initial commitment. It's not just one time and then we're set for heaven and we can live whatever way we want. And how do we build on that foundation of faith? that we laid when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We build on that by breaking the chains of sin in our lives 
and obeying the commands of God's word. And so those two concepts go together. We have to break the chains of sin and we have to obey God's commands. You can't have one without the other. And that's really what this message series is all about, breaking every chain. Let's look a little more closely at faith before we move on here. Uh, Faith brings many benefits. In Acts 20, 21, it says, Paul was testifying both to Greeks, to the Jews and to Greeks, of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this verse really summarizes the gospel that that Paul taught. It involves two components. First of all, there's repentance. That's admitting and turning away from sin in our lives. Second is putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Now, it's not just Jesus Christ here. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes we ignore that word Lord. To put your faith in Jesus as Lord means that we acknowledge that he has the right, he has the authority to command us what we're supposed to do in life. And when we call Jesus Lord, that means we're going to obey every one of his commands. We cannot be saved. A person cannot be saved without acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord. And so that faith that we have in Jesus as our Savior and our Lord brings us peace with God. Romans 5.1 says, Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the result of being saved, the result of being justified here, it says justified by faith, is that we have peace with God. Now, as an unbeliever, unbelievers do not have peace with God. The Bible speaks of unbelievers as being enemies of God. And God's judgment is upon them. And without repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, they're going to spend an eternity in hell without God. But when a person is saved, they go from being God's enemy to being actually a child of God, to being at peace with God. Result of faith. Faith brings forgiveness and freedom. Acts 13.38 says, Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, Jesus Christ is speaking of, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. And so this teaching of Paul, it indicates that Everyone who believes in Jesus is forgiven of their sins. That's wonderful. That's a a wonderful benefit. And they are freed from everything that holds them in bondage of any kind. Jesus Christ came to set us free. And yet walking in the freedom that Christ has purchased for us is not automatic. Is forgiveness of sins automatic? No, the Bible says if we confess our sins, we have to confess our sins. Even as believers, when we sin, our forgiveness is not, not automatic. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And so in the same way, we must learn to walk in our freedom in Christ. It's, it's not automatic. Let's look at it this way. Man, generic man, is caught between... God on one hand, and sin on the other hand. And as an unbeliever, unbelievers are enemies of God. 
They are captives to sin. They are slaves to sin. And when you become a believer, that person then becomes a child of God. That person becomes at peace with God. A believer, therefore, is freed from sin. But that process of living out our freedom from sin is, is progressive. It doesn't happen all at once. In fact, in 1 John, the Bible tells us if anybody claims to be without sin, they're a liar because we are all battling with sin. There's only one person who ever walked this planet who never sinned. And who was that? Jesus Christ. And we all have a, a little ways to go uh, before we're walking like Jesus did. And so that progress of getting free from sin takes time. It doesn't happen all at once. But we should be moving in the right direction as believers. We should be walking freer and freer from those weights, from those chains of sin as we walk with God. And why do we want to do that? Why do we want to lay aside, we talked about laying aside those weights, laying aside those chains. Why do we want to do that? So that we can run the race that God has charted out for us and reach the goal and reach the end of the race so that we can walk with God and expand his kingdom. God wants to use you to influence other people. He wants to use you to see other people saved. He wants to use you to, to see other people set free. And it's, it's hard to set people free when you're surrounded and bogged down by chains in your own life. And so God wants to set us free so we can set others free as well. And so not only are we saved by faith, we must live by faith. Romans 1.17 says, For in it, which is the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, for it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And so not only are you saved by faith, believers who are the righteous are to live their lives as believers by faith. Each and every day we, we live by faith. Trusting Jesus is not a one-time event. Again, what do believers do? They, they believe. A, a Christian did not just believe one time when you were saved. You entered into a state of believing. You entered into a state of trusting God. And you need to stay in that state in order to be a believer. The Bible talks about people falling away. What does that mean? It means they, they stop believing. And if you stop believing, you're not a believer anymore. And so believers have to keep on believing. We are to live our lives by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. So how do we live by faith? Well, we do it not in our own strength, but through the strength of Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, sometimes people take verses a little bit out of context. You know, you could take this verse to mean things it doesn't mean. I can do all things. Well, I can think of some things that I might want to do that God wouldn't want me to do. Now, is Jesus going to strengthen you to do those things? Well, absolutely not. It means you can do all things that God desires for you to do. You can do all things that are in God's will. You can do all things that God commands you to do through, through Jesus Christ. He's going to strengthen you. And so Jesus can give you the strength to break every 
chain of sin that holds you back in life. Sometimes people feel like, I'm never going to get set free from this thing. It's going to keep me in bondage my whole life. Well, Jesus Christ came to set you free. He will strengthen you to do everything that he wants you to do. So don't give up. Don't accept the lie of the enemy that because you've been in a certain state for a long time that things could never change. Jesus can set you free from everything. And so whatever you're dealing with, Jesus has the power to break you out of that prison. And we do that. We live by faith by keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. The second verse in Romans 12, we already read verse 1 earlier on. Verse 2 says, looking to Jesus, this is as we run the race of life, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of what? Our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So in the first verse, it talked about Romans chapter 12, it talked to us about laying aside every weight, everything that bogs us down as we run this race. And now verse 2 tells us how we are to run this race. We're to run this race by keeping our eyes, not on our chains, not on other people, not on our feet, but by fixing our eyes on Jesus. You see, he's out in front of us. In fact, he's already finished the race. He ran his race. He was here on this planet. He ran a race that's far more difficult than anything we might ever run. He endured the cross. And he took our sin upon himself, took our shame upon himself. And God raised him from the dead. He finished the race. And he sits now enthroned as Lord of Lords in heaven. And as we keep our eyes on him, he can strengthen us in our own race so that we will finish the race and receive our reward. And each of us has a different race to run. Each of us has different hills to climb. Uh, each of us has different detours to avoid. As we keep our eyes on Jesus, he will help us to finish the race. And so, I want to ask a question now this morning. Let's bring it home. What chains are you looking for God to break in your life? And we'll get to the problem in a minute if you think you don't have any chains. Uh, if, you have, if you don't think you have no chains in your life, you're in denial. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Everybody's got things that are holding them back in their life. But what chains do you believe God wants to break in your life? It could be chains of drugs and alcohol. Everybody knows those are chains. Sexual addiction, smoking, anger, workaholism, greed, overeating, fear, shyness, worry, doubt, or something else. Now, you know, in that list we have some things everybody thinks, well, those are big chains. I don't have those. Or maybe you do. And then we come down to the little chains. Think, well, those aren't that important. But we must... Admit that we have chains in our lives in order to be set free from those chains, in order to be set free from those sins. Remember God's word said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, if we don't confess our sins, if we don't admit we have any sins, we're never going to be set free from those things. And, and, and sins or chains are not just 
things that we do that are wrong. There are two types of sins. And usually we speak of sins as what's called sins of commission. It's something you do wrong. Okay, Do not murder. Okay, We know that's wrong. It's something we're not supposed to do. And we tend to think that's what sin is. But chains can also be, sins can also be things we're supposed to do that God's Word commands us to do, but we're not doing. That's called sins of omission. And we tend to think those are little sins. Well, they're not. They're sins just like the other sins. For example, all believers are commanded by Jesus Christ to be witnesses, to be regularly witnessing to unbelievers, leading people to the Lord, bringing them into the family of God. Now, what kind of chains would keep people from being witnesses for Jesus Christ? Well, the chain of being afraid of what people would think. You know, what are they going to think of me if I talk to them about Jesus? And that chain of, you might call it fear, you might call it worry, you might call it shyness. We could put all kinds of names on it. Is keeping you from obeying God's command to be a bold witness for him. That's a chain that God wants to set you free from. Perhaps the, in this particular example of being a witness for Jesus Christ, the chain is doubt. You, you doubt that God could use you to lead somebody to the Lord. That's just for pastors. That's just for evangelists. He could never use me for that. That's a chain of doubt. You don't believe God could use you. Doubt is sin. Faith believes what God tells us to do. Or perhaps the chain that's holding you back from being a witness for Jesus Christ is you simply don't care about these other people. It doesn't really matter to you. You've got your own agenda in life and they're not interested in God and why should you worry about it? You don't have a compassion. You don't have a, ha a heart for people who are lost. That's a chain. That's sin. That's keeping you back. Not having a heart of compassion for other people to lead them to the Lord. And so, one of the main causes of people not breaking free from chains of sin in their life is, talked about it before, is denial. And denial is simply not admitting you have a problem that you need to be freed of. Now, we see that in even big things. We see that in alcoholism. People deny they have a problem with alcohol, and they're never going to be set free until they admit that they have a problem. Any of the things we talked about. Denial is basically lying to yourself, and it's lying perhaps even to God, lying to other people about the chain that you're talking about. And so what's the solution? It's simply admitting you have a problem. It's admitting that you have a sin in your life, repenting of it, asking for forgiveness, submitting to the Lordship of Jesus to strengthen you in your walk in freedom. Now, if your issue that you're dealing with, the chain that you're dealing with has some length, you might need, you probably will need some help in walking in freedom and not being bound up in it. And so that's one of the reasons we talked about in our announcement that we're launching the Living Free Course, Stepping into Freedom. And I believe that every person in this church has chains that they need to be free from. Because of that, I believe that everybody could benefit from taking this course. 
I think perhaps we've pitched it uh, a bit too much just to those who have what everybody would consider big problems. Uh, it's for everybody. The course is for everybody. It says right in the introduction, every believer or even an unbeliever, because we'll become believers by the time they're through the course, will benefit from taking this course because everybody has changed in their life that's keeping them back from being everything that God wants them to be. And not only are you going to be set free yourself, you're going to learn how to stay free, and you're going to learn how to help others who are struggling with various problems. You're going to grow in your faith by overcoming change with God's help. And so I'd encourage everybody in the church that we can't all take it at once. Uh, of course, stepping into freedom is going to be run, uh, what's the word, recurrently. It's just going to keep going, okay, so that people can can actually come in at any any point. Now, we're looking to have enough people to start the course on June 1st, and we're going to start it. We have people, but we're going to try to fill it up with at least 12 people. Well, that's all we're going to take, up to 12, but it's going to keep on keep on running. Once it's run through once, it's going to just start up over again. In fact, people can come in the middle, say in week five, finish up and keep on going and get the first four that they missed. So that's how it's going to work. I'm encouraging everybody in the course to seriously consider, pray about taking the course, stepping into freedom. It's going to start June 1st, 7 p.m. in the lower level. Uh, you can sign up on your Connect card. And uh, and like I said, we do have a limit that can attend. We're not at that limit yet. Uh, if you have questions, talk to Mike. He's not here this morning, but uh, I believe that his contact information is in the bulletin. And so today uh, we're beginning this new series, uh, Breaking Break Every Chain. As I said, I believe everybody, including myself, has changed in their lives that are holding them back from being everything that God wants them to be. And so faith in Jesus Christ is the key to being saved, and it's also the key to breaking those chains. Because once you're saved, God wants to uh, bring forgiveness and freedom into your life in, in a full dimension. Just as we're saved by faith, so that we must now live our Christian life through faith, through trusting in Jesus Christ each and every day. Jesus is the one who has the strength to break every chain. There's no chain that's too strong. There's no chain that's too difficult for Jesus to break. And he'll break those as we keep our eyes fixed on him. Now, as I said before, I'm going to give you an opportunity today to put your faith and trust in Jesus for the first time if you've never done it before, or to recommit your life to him this morning. First of all, you need to admit that you've sinned. We talked about that. Uh, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You need to admit that you've sinned and repent. Turn away from that sin. Secondly, you be believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that he died on the cross, that your sins might be forgiven, and, pu and put your trust in him. Give your whole life to him, committing yourself to following him as your Savior and Lord, doing everything that he tells you to do. So let's bow our heads right now and we're going to pray a simple prayer. If you'd like to commit your life to Jesus for the first time or recommit your life to him this morning, I would ask that you pray along with me silently in your own mind. God knows your thoughts. Say something like this. Father, today I admit that I've sinned. I've, I've done wrong things. There are chains in my life that I want to break free from. Please forgive me. 
I believe that Jesus died on the cross, took my sins upon himself that I might be forgiven. I believe he rose from the dead. I entrust my life to him and I commit myself to him as my Lord and my Savior. I commit to following all of his commands, to doing everything that he says. Thank you for coming into my life and setting me free. And for those of us who are believers, let's pray as well. Father, we, today we thank you. We thank you for Jesus who came to seek and save the lost, and I was once lost. We thank you for setting us free from the chains of sin. We thank you, God, for saving us from sin's eternal effects and from sin's bondage in our lives each and every day. And yet today, God, we admit that even though you've set us free, even though the, the prison gates have opened, we, we still have chains of sin in our lives, God. And those chains enslave us. Those chains keep us from living out the life that you've called us to live, from living in the power of the Spirit. Those chains keep us from being bold witnesses. Those chains keep us from winning the lost. Those chains keep us from letting our light shine for you in a dark world. Forgive us, God, for hanging on to those chains. Forgive us for denying that they exist. Forgive us for thinking that, that we're such wonderful Christians that we have nothing to be set free from. God, today we ask that you show us the chains that are in our own lives. Uh, give us the grace, God, to admit to ourselves and to you that we do have chains. Help us to seek your forgiveness, to seek your freedom, that those chains might be broken. We pray, God, that many people, even those that thought they had no intention or desire or need for this stepping into freedom course, we pray, God, that you'd move on people's hearts and cause them to get involved. That each of us might be set free in your purposes, God. Thank you for what you're doing in us, God. Thank you for what you're going to do as we seek to live our lives the way you created us to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.